This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica on Erotic Radio Live. Welcome to Sexploration with Monica. This episode is the BDSM Tea Party. We're going to have a cup of tea and talk about bondage, domination, and sadomasochism. I've got a dominatrix sitting next to me right now. Uh, we'll just call you X. Excellent. <laughs> And she's going to tell us what it's like to have men obey her every latex-clad, whip-wielding whim for a living. What do you say when people ask you what you do for a living? I say I'm a professional dominant travel companion. That's a good gig. So So you travel the world and you tell people what to do and they pay you. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, I've been working on this for a while. (laughs) And they're all like, oh, so what do you do? And you're like... I'm a sex worker. And what do they say? What do they, what do they, how do they, they react? S- they usually stare at me blankly. Um, much earlier in my career, I did respond with, and specifically with even more incendiary terms, precisely for that purpose of sort of provoking a reaction. And, uh-huh. But I came to the conclusion of after a number of years of doing that, that what happened was rather than them reconfiguring their notion of what that meant what that word was right and conforming that to me having uh-huh. now met me that what happened was that they formed me to that conception which it's understandable oh, because they've had a right. lifetime to form that to brainwash conception. them it's and they have you're not you going to be able to unbrainwash them in right, five minutes very little to go on of what you know, I am and who, what what that means. So I found it over time much more effective to, you know, just pass off the question, basically. And then after they had gotten to know me, then informing them of the reality, at which like, point they're forced to I'm a relationship anthropologist. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm a life coach. Oh, a life coach. You yes, could be a life I, coach. I have answered it with that, You actually. know, it'll improve your life if you lick yeah. my shoes right I now. I mean, in a business setting, I would say I'm a consultant. Tell me about your favorite slave. Well, for me, my, my favorites are always have very unusual desires. The more esoteric, the better. Mm-hmm. But I have a, I, I enjoy smothering. That's one that I like that it's. You smother it, them? Yeah, yeah. And they like that too. They do. They do. Wow. There's various, you know, How do you items do it? one can do. Pillow? Um, pillow, yeah. Lots of pillow. Maybe a sheet, maybe. A sheet? You know. Do you ever just grab them by the yeah, neck and like. Underwear, Arr! yeah. <laughs> things like that. Smother it's, them with underwear. <laughs> it all makes it, you know. Wow. How long have you considered yourself a top or when did you get. Well, you know, I started, I put an ad in to be a dominatrix not less than six months after I lost my virginity, really? which was at almost 18. Uh-huh. So it was just something that I was interested in. I mean, honestly, at the time I had no experience, but it was just something that I kind of did for kicks, mm-hmm. you know, to see what would come my way. Leave it to me. I couldn't do a normal personals ad. So how far have you gone with a client? Um, I mean, do you do you really hurt them or do you just... Um, I have, I've caned a number of clients that leave significant bruising. Do you try to keep it? I used to rubber hose once (laughs) that was pretty, 
that leaves some good marks for, for many and for many subs that's part of the enjoyment they derive a tremendous amount of satisfaction and enjoyment from seeing the the marks the later bruises. you know yeah it sort of recalls a lot of the experience um, do they have orgasm from just you hitting them no that honestly most in my experience there's very little actual orgasm that takes place during a scene oh mm-hmm Really? Unless Peggy yeah. might be involved, and that might be that's completely yeah. different. Yes. <laughs> Who's Peggy? Peggy. Pagan. What? Peg. Pegging. I need you to spell that. It's actually called pegging. Pegging. So intercourse. Strap on play. Oh, strap on play. Yes. Yeah. Well, we have another dominant in the studio with us. We have JJ from Fetish for Fantasy. You're going to be providing kind of the male perspective on being a dominant. Well, the male perspective. First of all, that could be either sketchy. Or dangerous, one or the other. Male dominant people kind of make me a little nervous. And I'll just tell you that, that you make me a little nervous. But only because I think there's so much in the male-female dynamic that's about power anyway, that if you give this person even more power, then maybe they'll abuse their power. I mean, because I think when you're dating a guy, they can take this sort of male power and use it against you and hurt you. And then how do you safeguard against that when you've really surrendered to someone? Well, that's true, and that brings up a really good point. And for a lot of people, um, they have that wrong uh, perception on what that whole dynamic is. So really, I started uh, my fetish website to have a community service tilt to it, meaning that I'll be providing resource lists for people to come and ask these sorts of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, people who wonder about BDSM, mm-hmm. you know, what is it? Can they go and talk to someone about it? Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is really to try to to promote and mainstream the whole idea of BDSM and fetish mm-hmm. and to demystify it. Which I basically define those as bondage and discipline is, is most focused on bondage, mm-hmm. clearly, with, with elements of control and discipline. Um, DNS is more where I would encompass the mental elements, things like role play mm-hmm. and the power dynamic. Dressing up like a cop. And then S&M is more for me, the, the physical like play. Like hurting someone. Well, like whipping or, I don't know, like feminization, for instance. I would probably feminization. Put, What's that's that? That's a good one. Feminiza- what is that? <laughs> wow. Sissification. Oh, Sissification. Yes. Oh, so you're making like someone into uh, um, yes a for, weak a, for a lot of well for a lot of men they enjoy being feminized in the sense of being dressed in women's clothing, having but being you know, forced to do it. Plus. Yes, there's usually an element of that, and it, it, it's an interesting arena. Like uh, for me, I'm kind of particular about it because I don't like or I wouldn't accept clients that the reason that they were interested in feminization was that they found the notion of being a female inherently (gasps) degrading right that does not appeal to me there's actually a certain part of a lot of fetishes especially power dynamic ones Mm -hmm. that are that people tend not to like to talk about mm-hmm. um, because they see it as a negative. But mm-hmm. there, there, there is a self-destructive urge at play sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's negative. Sort it's, of like destroying the ego is sort of a form of meditation. Well, there's that, but there's also it's dangerous to jump out of a plane wearing a parachute. It's not fun just because it's dangerous. It's not fun just because it's exciting. It's fun because you might be hurt. Mm-hmm. It's actually putting yourself in that position mm-hmm. is fun. And, you know, really toying with the idea of going too far. Right. Well, we have another submissive in the room. We have Velvet, who is JJ's girlfriend. Now, you have this relationship with JJ. He's your master, but he's also what you live with him, right? No, we don't live together. But you do have a relationship with him all the time. Sometimes you're submissive to him. And how does that work? I mean, when does it turn on? When does it turn off? 
How does it work for you? He wants it to be 24-7 submissive. Yeah, but you're not into that. No, um, I actually play as his submissive. I tend to feel that I'm more of a switch. A switch. Not like sometimes you want to be on the top. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But he won't ever let you be on top. We sometimes play to that extent, but um, majority of the time, he's like, why can't you be a good submissive? I just find it really, really challenging mm-hmm. to be with such a dominant man because I'm pretty much a dominant person in my lifestyle mm-hmm. and, you know, control freak and yada, yada, yada. Well, what do you get out of it then? Why do you do it? I mean, if you're not, I mean, what do you get out of being a submissive? Why do you, why do you continue? That rush of different things that you don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. You're just waiting. Like, what's it going to, is it going to be the whip? Is it going to be the chains? Is it going to be, well, I mean, what, what happens? Tell like, we're, we're friends. We're good girlfriends right now. You can tell me <laughs> or anything. the infamous dog collar. <laughs> oh, the dog collar. I actually had a boyfriend ask for the dog collar at one point and I couldn't do it. First of all, cause his neck was too big. And then second, it just felt weird. Like here's this huge Marine and he could <laughs> totally kick my butt in any moment. Like all he had to do was be like, whoop, her. And I'd be like, oh. Daddy. But, you know, he's all like, yeah, why don't you? Oh, that's really awesome. You know what I mean? So we kind of had to tape it on him and it was really just well, ridiculous. You have to go to a, you know, leather master to make you one then. Right. I have to have one the right. I have to have a marine sized dog collar. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it depends what kind of collar you want too. Well, I, what kind of collars are there? Well, there's, you know, chain collars, there's choke collars, there's leather collars, and there's. <laughs> what are you not saying here? I really need to know. Um, the anti-barking shock. <gasps> you mean the kind with the push the green? Yeah. Oh, have you ever had that used on you? Uh, yes. <laughs> and how did you feel about that? Um, I wanted to kick his stuff. Yes. <laughs> and did you, did you use a safe word? Were you like, I don't like this game? Um, no, I went off in a total tyrant of get this off of me, F and this and F you and la la la. And was and that okay for you? No, it was horrible. Why so didn't you st- be like, stop, I don't want to do this um, anymore? <laughs> because I am always challenged to the point of never using my safe word. So you like to challenge yourself to not use your safe Absolutely. word, just to push it and push Absolutely. it and push it. And push I, it. I ride the line very, very And closely. what do you get out of that? Probably inner strength or... Like you know you can handle anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Our next journey in the Monica Thomas Exploration Show is uh, we're going to have some tea. I'm going to try the Tim Tam trick, which I'm so excited to share with you. It's the reward after me exploiting you on my radio show, (laughs) exploiting your deepest, darkest thoughts and desires. And so I'm going to reward you with a little mouthgasm. I think it was the decadence of the Tim Tams that inspired then a decadent tea party. Oh, it's marvelous. Yes. I can't wait to show you guys. It's like the cocaine of tea cookies. And it's all squishy and melty and warm and you have to lick your fingers. Uh Thanks for listening to Sexploration with Monica Thomas. Mm.